Hello, and welcome to another week of the Storied Arcs podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike. And I'm your co-host, Alex. And today we're covering finale of Outpost Zero, Volume 3, The Only Living Things, or as I'm reading it, it's all just called Chapter 3. Yeah. And I just Volume have to reiterate three. how beautifully this reads as a three-chapter book. I it mean, sets up really nice. There's not really stopping, stopping points uh, mid-chapter. Everything just keeps flowing together. And to the point where you even wonder, where would they have broken this up for single issue? You know, it's such a smooth, coherent story. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it, it, it does seem to work out that way. Um, you know, because obviously it was single issues. Um, this volume being issues 10 to 14, the, the, the final five of the series. Um, but there, there is a natural flow. Um, you know, reading, um, reading either uh, in a trade collection... You know, or or as as you have it in the in the complete collection there, where you know you can only if you know the beats of regular comic book storytelling, like you can you can kind of feel when you're at a closing page, you know, like maybe it's a full page splash or something like that, and and the text would indicate that there's maybe a pause. But if you're if you're really engrossed in the story, you're just going to keep flipping those pages and and not even see it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me just say, I. I love the conclusion. It's everything like this to me is uh, the comparison I kept thinking of was with grass Kings where it's like, okay, it's kind of an isolated world and you got a little bit of a detective story. And then it seems like they kind of got distracted and switched to um, in grass Kings. They switched genre a little bit in the second volume to do a deep dive bio on all the characters Mm -hmm. and then in volume three they kind of ramped it back up for action whereas this was like this felt so consistent all the way through like we know what we're about we know what this is we're not uh scrambling or searching for an identity mid-series um you know it it seems like it was meticulously mapped out and maybe if it was selling a lot of issues they could have dragged it out for another 20 or 30 issues but i just loved well, well, see, no, I, I, I think they had a lot of things planned out. I do think, uh, so I like how the story ends, um, and I, I don't mind the, I don't mind the like lack of resolution, I guess, on the main storyline. I, I, I like the idea that it ends. I, I'm okay with the idea that it ends on the now we're going to have another adventure, and we don't see that adventure, but we know there's a setup for it, you know, because it, it sets up, it sets up basically where. Where they've, you know, um, Aaliyah you- and Sam have have brought in, and I'm talking specifically about like the main story. Yeah, no. Yeah, so yeah. I'm saying, are you taking that as they are departing, so as not to come back? Oh no, no, thought, no, no, no. Okay, no, no, yeah. I was I, like, I, my I, understanding I think- is that they're moonlighting doing this. Yes, yeah. And the yeah, discovery that, yeah. team is secret, which yes. makes them like scientific vigilantes basically exactly it, yeah, it yeah. kind of becomes a superhero thing well it, it's it, like it, we put on it, our costumes at night and we go do yes. the work that needs to be done yeah well and 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 that they, they would keep doing that and if the story were continue then they would be at odds with the council that runs the outpost you know so yeah it, it would be this like subversive thing but the idea that um the 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 adventure the the mission that sam and Aaliyah had been on you know that they had drugged listen to and 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 Mitchell was kind of opposed to all that 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 the thing that they've been focused on when they brought in their parents when they brought in Karen and they brought in also you know uh uh Dennis and and Jan who are 
part of the original discovery team, you know, like this was, this had been their job when they, when they brought them in, they were the, the ideas and kind of the, the, the concepts that they were thinking of were accepted to the idea where that their parents would now consider and, 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 and willingly break the rules now and, and, and continue exploring. So I, I don't mind that. I, uh, I don't need resolution to that. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that next chapter being unwritten. Um, I, I do have a little, um, unease with how pretty much every one of the secondary and tertiary story ends up. Um, and, and I think that comes down to, I feel it comes down to, um, this book having been, been canceled, uh, probably sooner than they, they would have wanted. I, I, you mean like listen Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, like and 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 but also like th- there are cuz I do were, think un- they got a raw deal. There were unresolved things between Karen and Sam as well. Now, that goes away at you know when 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 she sh- when when she shows up there and she realizes that she call and he calls her mom and that all disappears. But again, that idea of her having having faked infertility like there there's a larger story there. You know, yeah. um a- a- in terms of how to look into um, what this society is and how it functions. Obviously, Mitchell and 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 by extension, Miss Mitchell, uh, Maddie, and Liz, all that together there. Like, um, it, it felt to me going into it that that Liz would go down the road that Maddie is on, and just get hooked on whatever this is, and that had this story gone on, her story would have been one of. Re- have in recovery probably as opposed to just oh i did it once it was great but i'm not gonna do it anymore and i'm gonna help people and it's like wait like we got there really quickly you know like yeah i mean i like the idea well so i was thinking that they left it with her in a drugged state like she's hooked now type thing and i kind of liked that it's like hey just you know just because these characters were important to us early on doesn't mean they're all magical heroes like well, well, some of them will give into the inertia of the place around them. Well, but she ends up being a magical hero because they, you know, the the way the way that she ends up is like they ask her about it and she admits, yeah, it was great, I loved it. But then she says, oh, but no, what this is is this is now a motivating factor. I'm actually going to go into the medical field, which is a thing my parents wanted me to do the whole time, but I was never motivated to do it. No, oh, right, yeah, around the so, lunch so, table at the end. Yeah, at the end. So um, like she she. she it, and to me, that feels like well, we got to yeah, wrap things crappy. up here. Yeah, we we, yeah. we, we got to wrap things up here. Um, I I liked what they started to do with Mitchell because obviously he was the most resistant because he he had the, his he had the best development over the over the full yes. fourteen issues. Or, yeah, or, yeah, or and, you know, and you know, he 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 has I think that big line when he you know because he he is opposed to what Sam and Ali are doing. And then he's like further opposed to it when he sees that they brought Liss into it, and Liss is having those flashbacks of of the the squid monster thing there, just because she doesn't know what it is, and which is why she goes and gets high anyway uh, uh, down the line. So he, he's he is standing in opposition to them in a way, but he does admit that, um, you know, I, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he says something to the fact of like you guys are asking questions that I don't think anyone's asked in a long time. And he's like, that's probably dangerous, but at the same time, that's probably a good thing because it's probably, you know, why haven't, you know, you are looking at things in a different way. And even though he doesn't understand that, he he can acknowledge that maybe 
the way things are isn't the way things have to be. And by them exploring and, 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 and probing and, and, and looking for, for, for answers um, and, and just even asking questions, maybe that's a better way forward or at least a different way forward. So yeah, there is progression there and I would have liked to have seen more of that. Um, So, you know, on, on a character front, those are the two, I think that really got, got shortchanged and, and, and really felt like they just got, you know, just, just ended because. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I would have rather seen them leave us in suspense and say, here's, here's lists all strung out with Mitch's sister and Mitch is just sitting in the corner and they're both left out of the new discovery team. Yeah. And we don't know what would happen. I mean, we've got enough information about them that we could speculate on where they might go, but they're just left in a murky trajectory. Um, I find that to be a perfectly acceptable conclusion. Well, and, um, and, and I think in an adult tra- story, it, it, yes. Well, and, and it it would track with how they leave the new discovery team, which is just we have formed this new discovery team, and we know what they're going to be looking for, but we have no idea what they're going to find. We have no idea how the, the rest of the outpost is going to react. So it, it's there's some resolution in terms of where they get to, but nothing what happens next. I agree. It would be fitting if we saw Liz just in a drugged out state, so we know that. How she's deciding to cope is a way that other people in the outpost decide to 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 live their life. You know that she is now just another person here that maybe is is lost in society because because of the way that they have their the outpost is set up. That this is an option for people because they see no other way. You know, right? And, and, well, and it, that that's a that's a much um, that's a much gloomier. And and much more of a downer ending, but it would be reflective of kind of the world they had set up there, especially in that first arc when when the idea that um, suicide, specifically teen suicide, is a thing they've dealt with before. Death is obviously something they've dealt with before. The fact that th- that whatever drug this is that they have, like they make, you know, like, this isn't something that they found. Like it, they, they I make remember it that conversation, engineering team, and I remember thinking like. This is the conversation because, yeah, they ask, like, why are they still making this? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, how come no one in Gotham has ever said, like, why are we still making Venom? Like, this is yeah. or, uh, not uh, what's what's Bane use? Yeah, uh, it's Venom. Yeah. Venom. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, it's just a conversation that in so many other comic books, no one ever has. Of like, well, but that, that that's also a we're making something market. that's yeah. blatantly evil for yeah. only one application. Yeah. But but it's not it, like. This is a helpful drug that's being used in excess, which is like, you know, which would be the comp for like uh, narcotics, you know, in mm-hmm. in our society, which yeah. narcotics are frequently overprescribed, create yeah. addictions, create all kinds of problems, but used correctly have their purpose. Whereas it seems like this drug is not like that. Like there's no good well, minimal use of it. Maybe not. I mean, I, I would I'll say, addicted. yeah, the, the idea of like, in Gotham or whatever, you're talking about a black market thing. You can always keep doing that. It seems like there is no black market here in the outpost. It is simply everything's above board. They make it for people. So if you want it, you can go get it. And no one seems to do anything about it. it, it it's almost like there's a, you look the other way because everyone knows life's hard out here. And if you want to check out, then you can check out almost. And so, yeah, it, it does seem, anyway, it, it just seems like there, there was, a storyline there that that could have been could have been followed um and again i don't want to say i don't want to bring up like teach a lesson about it 
um, especially when we're talking about a book that is kind of YA focused. But there really was a an opportunity there. Like you could teach a lesson about that, right? Had there been more time to explore Maddie and and and, and sorry to Maddie and List there, so you because you see you see the state that Maddie is in, and then you could follow List and see how she would travel down that same road. And then, I mean, to make the, more, the story interesting, you would see then how that story diverges and how she doesn't fall into the same addiction, but maybe, you know, pulls herself out of it. And then also maybe, you know, finds a way to to help rehabilitate Maddie as well. And that, that seems like the kind of storyline you would see the kind of, you know, character beat you would see in a, in a YA book like that. Right. Whereas if this were a season of the wire, she would pull everyone into the drugs and all four of them would just end up strung out at the end of the series. Yeah. Or, or, um, or, or yeah, you know, Liz would try it two or three times and like OD and die. Right. You know, while, while Maddie's been on this for like years and, and is totally, you know, quote unquote, totally fine. Um, yeah. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be much, much darker and much more grim, but, um, but yeah, th- th- those are just, you know, character moments. I think that, that fell short. And again, I think that's due to the fact that the book was, was canceled. I, not totally abruptly because I think at the end of issue 13, it does say in the letters section that that was the penultimate issue. So they, they knew going in that that 14 was going to be the last one. And they, and they knew that while they're making 13. So I, I think as you read through, you know, it's, it, read it's through not this. as abrupt as a book like Royal city. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, for the penultimate issue, we did not know that the next one was the last yeah, yeah. So, so we just here, found that we just showed up to the comic shop. It was a dollar yeah. extra because it was an oversized book. Yeah, and, and it was, was like, by the way, we're wrapping this whole book yeah. right now. Well, that that, and that was Lemire making a choice on his own. I mean, because you know, at this point, even even then, I don't think Image was at a point with him where they could be like, "Well, we're we're, we're going to stop this." If if he wanted to stop it, they they were going to stop it. So it, 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 so, I didn't they didn't get the fully abrupt ending, but it was abbreviated. You know, maybe. It, it it almost feels like maybe as they were making issue like twelve, they probably got the news, and that they only had two issues left. And I, and I think you can see that in some of and, and how things start wrapping up. Um, yeah, but how you the know, story accelerates. Like we're complaining about Liss and Mitchell. Yeah, but I think more characters have a satisfying ending than don't. Um, uh, yeah, I, so I, I think I, I, yeah, the Doctor, probably. who's on his deathbed the whole time we know him, has a beautiful ending. Um, Karen has a great ending. Uh, Aaliyah's parents have a great ending. Aaliyah and Sam have a great ending. And Steven has a great ending. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's a lot of good endings for a book that, you know, finished a bit prematurely. Uh, and, oh, and, 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 and I, and I, I, I agree. Me, yeah. I agree. Uh, Aaliyah's parents stole the show in this volume. Yeah. Well, uh, they, 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 they definitely having good they, parents kind of pushes against like, yeah, they clearly weren't writing a lot of, well, it, directly it, it, for a YA audience yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, the, the, the parents are never the heroes in a YA book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 the ones that have to learn the lessons too. And and no, I, I yeah, I mean Jan and, and Dennis, um, they 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 have they embody like through and through, like to the bone, the kind of the ethos of of what I think the book is trying to get across, which is that tension between like are you living just to serve like are you, are, are you are you living just to live or you there's something to live for you know because of their their attachment and their jobs 
on the discovery team. They, they are naturally curious, you know, and, and they pass that down to their daughter and Aaliyah is naturally curious and they, they understand the importance of that and they nurtured that and, 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 and let that, let that grow in her. And, and, you yeah, know, I, I think they, and especially as, as more and more is revealed about the outpost and the history of the outpost and the way that the governing council treats innovation and discovery, you know, like they have a, they have like a, a public display as they destroy the drill, you know, the, like the, the super advanced drill that the discovery team uses, except no one really knows how to use because no one has the institutional knowledge to, to fix it or anything like that. But like, they make a big spectacle, which is a like, little bit of an idiocracy vibe. I don't it, know if it, you, if you've seen yeah, that movie, well, um, well, it, 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 it Especially in 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 this this volume, um, I, I got really strong vibes from the village, the M Night Shyamalan movie. Did you see that one? I've I have, and I liked it more than most people did. Yeah, um, I, I didn't think it was great, but it, it, it's the idea of like, um, we are going to deliberately uh, hinder and discourage technological advancement. Like we're we're going to live in the past because right. we feel either it's safer. Or 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 it's more controllable. Whatever it is, we're reject we're rejecting modernity because right. As, well, as in the we village, see, it was all people who had been traumatized by something, and apparently that yeah, whole yeah. thing was a ripoff of a um, Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, literally yeah, it, the same plot beats. It, 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 now it, I've got it, a literary a comp. It, it's a uh, common trope there, but I think I think what, what I'm saying here is that it, Aaliyah's parents are put in. I guess I, I kind of a higher pedestal when you put them against the council. I mean, because the more we learn about them and we see that, I, I think we talked about it last week, this idea of they're trying to restrict innovation and knowledge. And it's going on so long at the outpost over 200 years that the people in charge may not even know why. Like, I don't know if Arturo and, and other people who, who, who are, who are on the council, if they even know what Sam and Aaliyah found about the Genship project and all that, the ancestry project and all that. I don't even know if they know it's down there. They just know you don't go down there because that's what was told to them. You know, right. I well, don't think that, they... and, and, and it's that scarcity mentality. It's like, this is what's been told to us. Yes. We've and made it and so we're far. still alive. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 And then, but they, you know, they, and then they, this they beautiful still work page. Against, they still work that, against innovation. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the beautiful page that I, called to your attention in the complete edition it's page 262 yeah uh but it's, this is in uh this is a uh, just it is in uh it's issue 12 uh i think it's uh page 16 in issue 12 so it's right in the right in the middle of the issue yeah and he says uh how can we not see it jan i knew what we do is unpopular people are so focused on surviving that the idea of risk is madness to them but what are we surviving for what kind of species would build ships and travel through space just to give up our ancestors built a way of life here on a foundation of fear. It makes sense that most of us shy away from risk still. So this is a conversation I'm not doing voices. I, this is why yeah. I, I don't do audiobooks. Yeah, but uh, that I was don't record them. Yeah. I listen to a lot of them. But yeah, um, and that was that was a conversation between Jan and Dennis, who who are Leah's parents, and 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 who have just been flogged. Uh, yeah, they, they yeah know. they 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 tried to. So one of the things that we that we 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 didn't really touch on because it's not super. It, it is kind of. It's not important at the time. Um, was that back in 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 the first volume, right before the giant ice storm hits? That that you know takes up the 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 bulk of the 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 story 
in volume one and two, right before that, one of their sensors picked up something that could be that could be defined as life outside um, the outside the, uh, the 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 dome. And through the process of breaking through the ice and 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 they find the sensor and they when they bring it back inside and they realize that they've potentially discovered you know existing life on 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 the planet um they decide to hey we're going to make a big public statement about this and that'll get everyone excited about the discovery team and and what we could do and the possibilities and instead everyone freaks out like wait you did what you 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 found what out there and you brought it back inside you you, you don't even know what it is right and yeah so it it they're a little little naive little short-sighted in terms of people, and this is everyone, not just the council. This is the all everyone in the outpost in terms of their acceptance of the potential for discovery out there, and and that's what Dennis is kind of lamenting, being like, "Yeah, really, kind of screwed that one up, didn't it? Like, you know, maybe a maybe a little more thought, we would have we could have seen, we we could have predicted what the reaction would have been, um, you know." And, that's, and you know, it's kind of classic scientists, and you know, that reminds is, me is. of what was that OGN that I had you read from Mad Cave, the Carmen line. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Very similar vibe there, which is yeah. an OGN that I'd still like to probably touch on in a one shot at some point. But the big literary comp for me, and I'm wondering if you ever read this, was An Enemy of the People by Henrik Ibsen. No. Uh, okay, one of the one of the foremost playwrights of the 19th century. Yeah, I know who Ibsen is. I, never, I, know, I haven't um, read that, though. Okay, so it's a play... The whole thing's maybe 80 pages. Um, the basic premise of this is Dr. Stockman is a scientist who discovers an unpalatable truth about some bathhouses they want to build. Uh, the public is all for having these bathhouses. He's like, that's right next to the sewage drainage. You don't want to do that. People are going to die. Um, and the powers that be are like, well, you know, we already have plans for this. And so-and-so is on the council and he's the contractor that's going to build it. Uh, so let's just make Dr. Stockman look crazy. Um, and it's a five act play where he is driven mad because they, he does not know how to work the public, even though he has the truth on his side. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's a relevant theme for, I mean, there's a couple great, great quotes from it. He says the majority is never right. Never. I tell you, that's one of these lies in society that no free and intelligent man can help rebelling against. Who are the people that make up the biggest portion of the population, the intelligent ones or the fools? And uh, perhaps the best one that I should maybe have on a T-shirt is uh, you should never wear your best trousers when you go out to fight for freedom and truth. Uh, Or public opinion is an extremely mutable thing. Yeah. Uh, The most dangerous enemy of the truth and freedom amongst us is the compact majority. Uh, And at the end, he resolves to say. Uh, that he is the strongest man in the world because he's the one who's able to stand alone, which I think is actually a very uh, similar vibe. So anyway, I was getting a lot of vibe checks from that. Uh, I don't know if they had read, uh, you know, if they were deep in Norwegian place when they were writing this, but you know, it's, it's an evergreen theme. Oh yeah. Uh, def- and yeah, it's one yeah. that every person now on Twitter or social media thinks that the problem is now everyone thinks they're, speaking against the majority yeah um you know regardless of their opinion uh, you know you had um people storming the capitol on january 6th feel like they're fighting the majority yeah and uh people pushing against them feel like they're fighting the majority yeah uh so 
Um, but yeah, another one last great quote. He says, the idol of authority must be shattered in this town. Um, well, and then I think that's that's super relevant to this. To, to, I mean, they're all so on yeah. the nose. It's yeah, almost yeah. it's crazy. Well, I said it, it, it is a common trope. The idea of um, a small group of people have found we'll call it the truth, quote unquote, you know, like an objective truth. And 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 they are persecuted against because the people in charge um, may or may not know what that truth is. Uh, but they don't really care because they know the existence of that truth threatens their power, and and I think that's what that's I think how we how we're supposed to view the council here. That I don't think the council knows. Again, I, I, the way I read it was they don't know that um, the history of 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 the outpost any more than anybody else. Like I don't think they know that um, the gen ship that crashed here did so because it was sabotaged by a group of people on that ship oh my gosh know? yeah obviously yeah, not. That, 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 yeah that 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 they were that 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 a group of basically doomsayers like total fatalists said like you know on this trip decided it wasn't worth it wasn't worth living it wasn't worth exploring it wasn't worth doing anything and they and that's why they crash landed here because they sabotaged the engines i don't think the people in the council now know that and and i don't think they're they're trying to keep that hidden I think that di- that that information slowly died out over the generations, and then as it went along, it was just those in power just kept doing the same thing. Because as you said, it's about stasis. It was like we've survived this long doing it this way, so we're going to keep doing it. So no Which one is allowed to to dig any further. In many fronts, is it's it's a sympathetic way to like. Let's yeah. say we had had a character who we actually followed and were attached to. That felt like, you know, I know what Discovery is doing is really important, but you just don't see what you're gambling. Or perhaps if they had a village elder who's like, you know, I used to be on the Discovery team. And, uh, you know, when I was on the Discovery team, we brought back something from the outside that had a bacteria and it killed half the colony. And I got to tell you, like, it seems like an abundance of caution on my part um, from where you're standing. But from where I'm standing this is a perfectly reasonable position because we already did what you're talking about and we almost lost everything. You know, if you had a more sympathetic conservative character, that would have been, I mean, maybe that's something you could have done with a longer series. And and part of me feels like that's what they were trying to set up with Mitchell, you know, and, 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 and of course in, in this series, um, you know, all the main point of views are going to be coming from from the younger characters. Obviously, they, they could have done that with an older character in opposition to to to, to, to Dennis and, and Jan um, on the actual Discovery team. I, I feel like they were maybe trying to set that up with Mitchell and have him be in opposition, again, kind of in quotes, opposition to, to Sam and Aaliyah because we see them where he start. you know, he's the one who, who sees things through the eye through the lens of everything everyone does has to, you know, has to be for the benefit of, of the whole outpost of everyone here, which is why. Which is hilarious when you do the fighting. Well, but I think, yeah, but, but, you know, entertainment uh, is value. Like no arguing that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it seems less essential. Well, and the fact that he grew, he grew up, his parents were farmers. And so they're the ones making food and all that. And he experiences his mother's suicide. And we, we understand why his reaction to Steven um, is so violent because he feels that's giving up that yet that is letting down 
you're being selfish because you're putting yourself above everybody else. And to him, the survival of everybody is the thing that's most important. And so I, I, I feel like they were maybe trying to set him up in that, in that spot that you're talking about. Um, but instead they, they, they can, they kind of run out of time. And so um, the, the, the council, the, the ones that are, are actively trying to stifle advancement and, and innovation just, just become kind of the villains. And, and that's a storyline that, it's a, kind of another storyline that I think I would have liked to have seen more of. And I, and, and now that you, the way you describe that, that kind of older character like that, um, so you, you someone hypothetical, like, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone like the, the former doctor, someone like that, who was kind of right. Someone who's it, like, maybe I really, it, really understand yeah. our protagonists yeah, yeah. and I'm they, for you guys, they, but you gotta out, pump the brakes. They've aged out of, I guess, being a actively contributing member to society. Because you know, but yeah, the, the the idea that someone who's still around, um, but I, I think part of that though is, and I I I I like that addition, and I, I like where that story could have gone, um, but I I does it does seem to fly a little I promise, bit. In the face I don't of, try to rewrite every book we read. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I was no. thinking about the nightly news and how I was like, man, if it had just started all from the vantage point of the journalist going undercover, yeah, that they're, would have they're, taken they're, that book up you know, to another yeah, no. level. But, uh, but this one is feels like they probably would have done that if it was a longer run. Yeah. It, 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 I, I think that, that there are things that, again, I feel there's a shift in the middle of this, of this volume because they, they knew they had to wrap things up, but there was a lot of things that were set up that I think were really interesting. And I, again, the idea that um, exploring this idea of this repressed institutional knowledge, is something that that was that is is very interesting to me, and and the thing I would have liked to seen probably more of because again, I, I, reading it as a as an adult reader, that's the thing that I think would interest me more. Um, I could see maybe from the from a younger audience standpoint, um, wanting to know more about the 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 the, the characters and 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 their journeys. Um, and gosh, we, we we've gone this far, and we haven't even talked about like the giant squid that digitizes people. Well, now that's the interesting um, thing that I want to talk to you about. Yeah, because I have this, you know, plucky, upbeat, optimistic attitude that Aaliyah and Sam have, and I'm assuming like this is their reward for their belief, and this is all good. This is not a malicious or deceptive monster. Yes, I agree. But with it that. could be. Y y yes, they have yeah. not closed the door on that. Like, no, they they have not. But I think the I think our the reader's understanding is supposed to be that this thing is on our side, that this thing is trying to help people and is trying to help the outpost. Well, and I think the the next like the most interesting next thing for me would have been like, what if this went fifteen more issues? You know, it goes another year and a half or so, mm -hmm. and it turns out. There is no way for humans to ever survive on this planet. This, you know, the squids and the monsters are all that there can be. However, they can absorb human consciousness. Yeah. And the the true sci-fi ending is that survival means transhumanism. It's like, oh, that, humans get to live, but without a body. Like, yeah. you know, they, their consciousness goes on, they're thinking, you know, they're thinking and their discovery and everything else goes on, but their brains are downloaded. You know, it's kind of like the matrix or something like that where yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they yeah. still get to live out reality. Yeah. 
but you know the matrix being sinister like that was made as a playground to keep humans busy because they were enslaved this being the positive version of that and i think that's a really fascinating direction that in my mind like that's kind of where it goes like this this planet is not going to unfreeze in time for people to live there yeah no I, i i agree well and again they're only here like they didn't choose to be here but that's the thing though um the outpost doesn't know that you go back to that you go back to that um the, the 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 page you were quoting between between Dennis and Jan, the idea of you know our ancestors didn't didn't build these ships to to come out here and leave and explore, but they didn't mean to end up on this planet. They weren't trying to end up here, you know. And and the fact that early in this in this um in this arc when when Sam and Aaliyah are talking to the robot, like they don't know what Earth is. They know Earth as as dirt and ground. They don't know Earth proper noun Earth. They don't know where they came from. They don't know how they ended up here. You know, like that's not being taught. They don't know, uh, like they have their own calendar system, you know, you know? So when, when the outpost was set up after that gen ship crashed, like they, they scrapped everything. They didn't tell anybody nothing. And, you know, as the new generations came through, they made sure to repress all of that knowledge. And so um, they don't have any of that, understanding of of why they're even there and so i i think it 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 is super interesting to think that the future would be them having to realize that they're a mistake i guess oh yeah and and, and, I mean, that, that... The, and, and that the only way out would be yeah transcending into whatever this digital neural network the squid has you know uh, by that, the way that... did did you interpret sam's actions at the lunch table that he actually did what the hologram said and destroyed that room because he has a look. He's looking now. This is yeah. one. Yeah. You know, if we get to talk to the artist, we get to hear from directly yeah. from the artist, why he's looking all shifty eyed away as he says, Oh no, maybe. Uh, okay. Let's see. No. Uh, I pulled it up. She says, sorry, you're probably still upset that the comms room you found was all wrecked, which yeah. it wasn't all it wrecked wasn't. when he found yeah. it. Uh, but meaning she has now seen it and it is wrecked. He oh, says, no, no. He's See, no. looking away. It says, oh, no. I guess I'll just have to keep on the hunt for working terminals. No, no. Is that or no, he's no, just no. hiding the secret? I read that as Sam told her the room was wrecked. Yes. Oh, okay. So, so he didn't actually saw. wreck it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I read that as, as he obviously went there. He saw, you know, the, the, and he the didn't message. want her yeah. to hear something that poisonous or yes. cynical. Well, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, he, I definitely agree he, with. He which wanted means to he keep... did agree with the people in the video who said, like, you know, whether he actually physically destroys the machine or he destroys the message that comes from the machine is effectively the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The end result is because he understands the idea that that the, the power it could have. But no, I read it. I, I read that as he lied about it and is keeping that there with the idea that eventually the truth would come out. I, th- I think. I think that's. Right. The, the, Maybe the, he'll leave it open for someone else to have the choice or 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 the idea of revealing this information, um, unlike what unlike the approach that Jen and Dennis took of just blurring it out and being like, hey, look, what we found isn't as great. Everybody got on board. Uh, the idea of maybe slow playing it a little bit, you know, <laughs> working it in phases and, and understanding how to work the people and to, to get them on their side. And the idea that the more information they find, um, the 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 slower they can bring people along to get them acclimated, 
and then slowly reveal all this history. That that's the way that I read it, and that he did not want it to destroy the history. Um, he is still, you know, obfuscating it a little bit. He's still hiding it a little bit, but um, I, I don't think he, he was able. He was capable of 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 eliminating it and and letting that secret die with him. I, I think I think he's just preparing to. He's preparing and, and biding his time, waiting. You know, an issue. You know, hypothetical issue. 20 or 21 or 22 something like that down the line to to reveal this information to to the greater public yeah okay um yeah i just saw the you know his eyes are looking left which is the blatant sign of lying yes yeah Uh, yeah, he he's covering something so i didn't know if he was covering that yes it is destroyed but it wasn't destroyed when i found it or no it's not actually destroyed i just told you it was because i don't think you're ready to hear what was in there Yes, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he thinks anybody is. But again, I I don't believe Sam is the person who would hold on to that forever. You know, they're going to keep discovering, but he knows that that history is important to share at some point. He just haven't gotten there. Um, but again, that that is that is that's like a separate track to follow down versus the Stephen track, which is the idea of hey, it doesn't really matter uh, where we started from. Um, you're you being here is unsustainable, even though you've done it for 200 some odd years, you know? Right. It's the, the idea that like, and it's, it's, it's weird too. Cause like, so Sam sees his parents, which are just like residual images of them right before they, they died. Right. And, but then, but then there's Steven who, I guess, because he went to the squid when he was alive, like he is fully sentient. And like, like it, I, I have so many questions about what that is. Um, where, and, and where and what is Steven's is. body? Is yeah, it gone? Yeah. Like, is, or, or, and, and that's what really had me thinking about the transhumanism thing. Or, or is he just still plugged in, quote unquote, to the to the squid? You know, right? Like, is, is he is, is he just in case somewhere, like in a pod, exactly like the Matrix? And said, I, I don't know. And, and it's just it's for me that's the thing that is most interesting that's left hanging in terms of what the story could be about. Um, because yeah, the the idea that the outpost may have to give up on the outpost for them to live eternally. I don't know. How, how, how does that work? Can they, do they, can it continue? Are they living there forever? Or do they generate more people? Do they age? There are so many well, questions. Do these squids live? Die? Yeah, thousands yeah, of years? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, are they the apex predator? Yeah. If not, well, also, is there an apex predator I can store my brain in? Also, you you talked about squids plural. Are there more than one, or is it just the one? Yeah, that's right. Around? Is it yeah. just the one squid that didn't happen? Now yeah. there's more than one creature, right? I, I, like there's a would, big fish looking thing. You would think, as well. yeah, yeah. So, um, um, who, who knows? And said these are the things that I would have liked answered if the story went further. But, but I, I also love that I have a thing to chew on. I'm like, no, that's true. That's true. I, like, yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. when, like, I, I don't like when a story stays too long, you know, and, and it it answers every possible question you could have in an encyclopedic fashion well, to the point where you're like, why is this still going? It's just to answer questions. Well, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm with you on that. But I, I think in this case, this isn't about answering every question. It's about we put something out there. That it clearly seemed like they were gonna right. follow down, you know, that they were they were gonna they were gonna explore um, that the, these weren't questions they threw out there for nothing. That they had a plan of where this wanted to go. It seems that way to me, and they just they ran out of time and issues to get there. And so, 
you know, but again, and by I the think- way, the thing that I praised us for last issue continues. We don't do um, a stalling for time, drop back in time issue. Yes. And the one that occurred to me here is that if 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 you said, hey, we're going to wrap it up at 14 and image said, it'd be really great if you could get to 15, you know, for whatever reason, like that way we could do, you know, three trades of five issues or what, you know, whatever, some stupid marketing reason. They would say, okay, well, right between 13 and 15, then we're going to drop in a one shot issue that is Otto's backstory with the original crew. Oh, yeah. And we get to witness the whole meltdown from Otto's perspective, which would be like an interesting issue. But to me, it would feel like it's when my pet peeve is not getting more information. I love that. And I actually would have really enjoyed the issue I just described. My issue is when you do a really short setup for a really quick payoff when it's like, Oh, let's show the whole auto backstory so that in the 14th issue, we can kind of literally deus ex machina because it's from auto. Yeah. We can have some insight from the original crew drop on our heroes. And it means more to us than it does our heroes because we saw this thing just last issue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because we have, we, the reader have more information than, than the characters do. Right. And and for, for some reason, whatever, if, if the auto issue had been the very first issue of the series and the payoff comes at the end of 15, that feels totally different to me than doing a setup one issue and then paying it off the very next issue. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. If the book had started, that's interesting. If the book had started with the crash um, landing and then it just says jump 2000 years to the future at the end of issue one, you'd be like, what? 200 years. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, but if it were yeah, if, if it were if it were eighteen pages of the the original gen ship crashing and them setting up and then the final four pages were yeah, two hundred and twenty years later and all these brand new characters are there, and then with the, well, then then it's almost like, you know, the the girl that um that's in the hologram that's that Sam is is kind of obsessed over. You know, the one where we see we see she's talking about it seems very hopeful, you know, again, you know, she's the one that's quoted about, you know, I wish you could have seen all the alien things and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right. If you're watching this, I guess you're the lucky ones. And that's where it cuts off. And then when Sam finds the, the full recording, like she's basically like, and you don't deserve it. You know, everyone's supposed to die. Like, this is terrible. That was like, a there's brutal so, twist. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much bile and venom there. Um, but it would be the kind of thing where she would be in one of the characters we saw, and maybe we don't see what side she's on or, or anything like that. And then, and that you get coda, this great reveal. Well, yeah, the the coda in the at the end, those last couple pages in that first issue is Sam finding her hologram, and so now we, the reader, know who she is. Um, and then we we understand what kind of journey they're going to go on because now Sam's going to go on the journey to fill in the gaps that we, the reader also have, because all we've seen is them crash landing and all that stuff. You know, we don't see the specifics and yeah, I think that's a way they could have told the story, but then again, I think that then makes your story about, it makes your story about the history and and foundation and founding of the, of the, the outpost, you know? Right. Well, it, it would make it about kind of this eternal quest for, Oh, the eternal tension between people who are just trying to survive and people yes. who are trying to move forward and discover, yes. yeah. uh, which, but they get there anyway. I mean, they, they, they do, they do. 
but but that's that isn't what the book is really about. I think the book is be, it, it 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 doesn't have that lofty of a theme. It is more it is it it's a kids coming of age story. It's an adventure story. It's about it's about innovation, right? Um, and 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 discovery, and it's not about the specific history of this outpost. And I think if you started it. Either if you started the book with with that flashback, or if they had used flashbacks, that's a signal to the reader that the the specific history of this outpost is important. Of the people that came before, who founded it, because of whatever like doomsday cult that formed on the original ship, that's the most important thing. And how that history is being suppressed, and and how it has led to the side we have now, it it, it just it shifts the focus. Um, it. it it, it it shifts the focus uh, towards a, 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 a just a a different target that I don't think this book is actually about, and so I I'm glad it's not there. Even though I'm with you, I would love that story. I find that stuff interesting because I want to know more about just the world that we're in. But that is the story they're trying to tell here. And and if it had been that story, I don't think it would have been as conducive. I don't think it would have been as conducive as a YA story as it as it's marketed now. I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think the the great way to contrast it would be, I, I think I said at the beginning of the series, if you ever wanted to return to this world, you wouldn't return to Outpost Zero. You would go to Outpost 47. Yes. And it's like, yeah. here's a ship that's scattershot in another direction. And perhaps this is a ship full of the plucky optimistic people. There was not a rebellion on the ship and there wasn't yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And they land on a horrifying planet that really challenges their optimism. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Pushes yeah, they, them yeah. to the more conservative approach, and then we yeah. realize, like, oh, the people at Apo Zero, had they landed on this other planet, they would have been better equipped for it than the people that did land there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. you build an interesting contrast, and you get to see the full spectrum, and everyone wherever they are gets challenged. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, yeah. I mean, this we find out that um, what it was, uh, it was Gen Ship 08, I think that was the one that crash landed here. So that would at least presume the existence of gen ships 01 through 07 um you know and who knows maybe even further than that but if if, if you've got one that's eight there's probably at least seven that came before so yeah what happened to them where did they go um and yeah I, I'm, I'm with you that would be that would be interesting you, you you go to a different world with a different type of people maybe they don't yeah they don't have rebellion there you know they land and they do the thing that they were allegedly planned to do Right, right. Whatever exploration, but then they to get do. into a kind of a alien scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alien Prometheus, you know, anything from that franchise where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. this bold colonization, and yeah, uh, you know, we're just prey as soon as we land. Exactly. Yeah, we we think we're in charge here, uh, and only to find out, no, no, not so much. So, no, I'm, I, I, I agree. I think they're, but I think it shows though that this concept um, that we, we we discussed, you know, early on. It, this this last arc of humanity, this generational shift, this this idea of leaving a doomed planet to go colonize and explore out into the world, um, or I mean, I guess in this case, outer world, out into space. Yeah. Um, it, it's such a malleable concept that you can you can you can approach it in so many different ways, um, but they're all really the same way, you know. Um, yes, you, I mean they're you, all you, about. You, you, you can tell endless stories, um, and 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 go in so many different directions. With you can focus on the characters, you can focus on the alien world, you can make it an allegory for our current day world. 
Um, it can be a YA story. It can be it can be uh, uh, like hard sci-fi. It can end up being like hard fantasy. You know, it can transcend genre. It, it just from the idea of Earth is dying and we have to go somewhere else. You know. Yeah. Now I, I think the thing where like hard sci-fi loses me is when you know for for whatever reason they get so like if you had 10 straight issues just talking about how the engineering system worked you know on this planet uh that to me would be a waste of ink and time and it's like oh, well, you're not yeah. really understanding what the appeal of the thing you have is well here. but that, that that would be that would be a bad choice for that kind of story in a, in a comic setting. Um, but you could absolutely right, get away with that in a novel, in a prose novel, you could have a whole chapter, you know, it's still th- th- boring to me when people do that, but you can I, get away I, with it. And I, to me, well, on, the point of sci-fi is on these other things. Yeah, I'm on the same side that that's boring to me too, but there are, yeah, there are plenty, there are writers that would do that because that's interesting to them that they want to be I, I know able to it explain is. Yeah, I'm just everything. Saying, how does this work? So foundationally, the genre is about, allegory and when you get lost in the allegorical world and you're no longer making an allegory you're just exploring the allegory allegorical world to me it seems like you've really missed the purpose i i um, I, I i i tend to but agree then it becomes you, its but... own new genre and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that there's it's yeah. just it's like uh i'm kind of a classic sci-fi guy i don't need every question answered i don't need another, like uh star trek like early star trek was really the sweet spot for me where it was like yeah, you just have to suspend belief about you just accept these things exist. Things, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. um you don't and, have and, to know how the how the Federation exists and what's super important. Like how does everything on the ship work now? You know, we'll get there eventually. People will figure that stuff out, but you're not gonna spend time to right, be like it, it would just yeah. not make good stories. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. speaking of Star Trek, the right? What's that the kind t- of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, the George like, R. R. Martin thing, right? Oh yeah. my yeah, well, we're like Where's what's where's, Aragorn's tax policy? You where's know? their toilets drained to? Yeah, it's yeah, like, ex- yeah, come yeah. on, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> that the people of Alpazir, the majority of them, perhaps what is their tax policy? Well, they could <laughs> they could have been the best crew ever for Star Trek because they're all about staying within the parameters of the Prime Directive. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, but all yeah. good Star Trek stories are looking at the Prime Directive and throwing it right out the window. It's, yes. And, yes. And, yeah. and and say and so it's like yeah we've got Kirk's uh, not a know. character if you if you if you're not breaking the the Prime Directive. Right. And Aaliyah is our Kirk. Right. It, it's yeah yeah yeah. And the town is our I don't know. It, it's not nice to say Spock because Spock yeah. always gets on board with breaking yeah. the prime directive eventually. Yeah, but 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 Spock is a person who's initially resistive and then joins up, you right. know. So, but no, it, it, it yeah, there 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 is it, that's a fun comp to think about now. This the idea that yeah, this this would be, you know, th- this is almost like if 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 our if our 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 Star Trek crew had gotten <laughs> marooned and stuck on a on a planet, you know? Right. If oh, it's what's the organization that sends the Starfleet? It's Starfleet, like if Starfleet yeah. got everything they ever wanted. Yeah. What a boring yeah. story. That would be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're done with it. We're, we're, we're no longer exploring that. Now we're 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 colonizing and terrifying. See, now I want to write a satirical like Star Trek comic where we have the most obedient, submissive crew ever. And we see just how damn boring it is. 
uh, you know, for everyone to like play by the rules and only explore up to a certain point and not intervene and not interfere, even when they see atrocities happening. And all, and all they do is complain about the Enterprise crew because like they're yeah. making everyone look bad because like they keep breaking the rules <laughs> and getting away with it. And it's like the rest and of us stealing all the headlines. And they're yeah, like, like, we found a really yeah. interesting bacteria last month, yeah, but like, they saved a civilization. I know. Yeah. Again, by breaking the prime directive. Exactly. Yeah. We're doing everything by the book and we're right. And we, we just keep getting looked over. That'd be, that'd be good. Just, that'd be good. Yeah. I love this. Oh my no gosh. free ideas though. Yeah. No free ideas. Hold on to that one. Yeah. I've given away too many, too many book ideas here. <laughs> and if I had the discipline to write anything, well, first of all, if I had a discipline to do it, I would have written it already, yeah. uh, which is a realization you have in your mid to late thirties. I'm <laughs> like, man, I would love to write a comic book. If I were going to, if I had it in me to do it, wouldn't I have done it by now? Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe not. You never know. Never too late to start. Never too late to start. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I've started. I've just never finished. So <laughs> I've started many, many times. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Fair but enough. Finishing is the sticking point. Which uh, yeah. I think most writers will tell you yeah. uh, is always the hardest part. Um, yeah. And I'm always baffled by comic artists that I follow who are extremely active on twitter i'm like when when do you write things uh you know yeah. you're just trolling people all day long on, on twitter i think one of my favorite artists in particular who's uh a very active twitter troll um but anyway uh, but, uh, anyway uh, yeah, no, yeah anyway outpost Probably. hero yeah yeah um, yeah to me this even though we have the truncated uh or, you know somewhat abrupt ending Mm-hmm. This is still a five out of five star comic ending for me. Like it, it was everything it needed to be. It's not everything other books were trying to be. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not. It's like not the summa achievement of anything, but it's the best version of itself. It's the great conclusion. You know, maybe four and a half stars because we ding, you know, a couple points for the rushed Mitchell and, and yeah. list stories. But well, and, and me, I think just, too they figured out soon in enough time that they were ending and they ended it in a satisfying way that still gives me plenty to chew on. Well, and, and, and I think too, there is an argument to be made. Um, Again, going back to the idea of how this book is being marketed now, that it is now going to be considered from here on out, a, a, a YA story and a YA comic, you know, and it, it I don't recall it being that way when, when it first came out a single issue or when the trades were coming out, but now in that complete that complete edition, it's going to be looked at and viewed that way. So, how does the story work from that perspective? Is it, is it a satisfying ending for that? Because again, for me as an as an older reader looking at this, like those weird sci fi questions, you know, the history stuff, that's what I'm most curious about. But like to a teen reader, is that going to feel like? Do, are they going to care about that? Are those kind of the things that we see as loose ends? Are they going to be perceived as loose ends? Because are like is a a fifteen year old kid who's reading this, who has some connection or identifies in some way with with one or or a number of these kids, are they going to find that conclusion satisfying? And I think the answer there is potentially yes. You know, we may find what Liz's story to be to be truncated and 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 kind of kind of rushed, but. To a kid reading that, maybe not. You know, <laughs> they're gonna see they're gonna see her experience and see where she ends up and what she resolves to do, as 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 being as, as coming to a better understanding of that, seeing that and finding that satisfying. You know, yeah, um, and it, it's, it could just as easily be that 
what someone would take away from that is, oh, this this character had deeper roots than I realized. Like, you yeah. know, they were a little more tethered. They were just trying to get over one particular instance of trauma. Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't so deeply flawed. Because she was like, prior to seeing the monster, Liss was a character who was like, Pretty self-assured, pretty comfortable in the colony. Yep. Pretty uh, happy-go-lucky. Yeah, right. yeah, definitely. You know, got her little iPod and, you know, her skates and was great. Yep. It was like, uh, I'm good to go. All I want is to get back to that. You know, she yeah. didn't have yeah. the great ambition of like, I want to go out into the frost. Yeah. Uh, so it's and, like, and yeah. She, well, she, she didn't even have the ambition of like at, at what her parents wanted to do, which is go into the medical team. She was like, yeah, I'll be on services because I don't really have anything Right, she, but she, she was like having relatively healthy and well-adjusted, yeah, good self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, pretty easy to please. Yeah, and it's very different than if a deeply wounded, flawed, already contemplating suicide character had then experienced something traumatic. It's like yeah. that takes a lot more time to come back from. Which you just wonder what Mitch's sister went through. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, it, but it, I think you see that. I think you see that in Sam because Sam, right had had you know in this in this arc admits that yeah he had had you know he suffers from some sort of depression yeah 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 that yet he 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 had he had suicidal thoughts and things like that um but he he didn't have the i guess he he didn't see the 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 giant squid in, in the same sort of traumatic way that list did maybe because he always he was kind of already he was already down in a bad way almost like he was accepting potential fate you know like he he's already in this in his headspace of 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 potentially taking his own life and then he he first sees this giant squid monster outside and his first thoughts are like well i guess it's time you know as opposed to Liz, who is kind of ha- maybe maybe it's a veneer but has a super positive outlook and and having her world completely interrupted by seeing this this alien thing totally messes with her, you know and so that's yeah. when again the way that I read it is saying, well, I want to see that journey down and then that journey back up. But to a younger reader, uh, they may not need that full kind of arc, that they may see that as being a satisfying, uh, a satisfying conclusion because she resolves to do better. You know, she gets she gets to that magical place of, yeah, I I, I took whatever drugs they were and, and they made me feel great, but I understand that they're not, they're not, that's no way to live. So now I'm gonna, I'm gonna refocus myself. I'm I'm actually going to apply myself. And and quote unquote make something of myself now and and go into the medical team and all that. Um, yeah, well, in her sunny disposition, I'm I'm trying to remember the term for it in the book Low by Rick Remender, which I know I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's similar to this, except if they'd never escaped Earth, uh, they just have to go underneath the Earth's surface to survive uh, the elements and. It's this hopeless scenario and people are given into all kinds of hopeless um, nihilistic behavior and quantumology. That's the word, uh, which is that by assuming a positive mindset, you can actually manifest positive things. Um, Isn't that just the secret? What is the secret? Oh, you, the, 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 those, that self-help book. It, it's, uh, it's probably, it's, yeah. It's I just, mean, yeah. right. So it, like, a lot of the rhetoric in low reads like a self-help book, but to me, that's how the character lists. So like people who are that determinately upbeat and optimistic, yeah. it's like, yeah, she can make service team work because she, she's just going to 
she's determined to enjoy herself and enjoy her life wherever she is. Um, People like me are determined in the complete opposite direction. And I can make things harder on yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd like, you could, you could like give me a free vacation to anywhere right now. And I would think of nine reasons that it'll make me miserable. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's just how I'm wired. And um, yeah, so I, I do envy that, but I also, I'm like, I also, I mock it and envy it at the same time. I'm like, man, I wish it was that easy for me to just switch on positive thinking and have it yeah. work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But some people it, have it, that capacity and very frequently it, it does create better results for them. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there is a sense, I think for other people that more, more geared like you and I to think of like, well, you're intentionally living in a not real world. Yes. Like this isn't reality. Right. You're, right. you're deluding yourself. And maybe that's just our own anxieties and Well, and, and I think the, the, the wise yeah. quantumologist or whether they call themselves that or not would come back and say, you're also living in a warped world, warped yeah. by negativity. Yeah, it's, it's not, not, as, yeah, it's not, not as bad as you think based. it is. Yeah, you know, It might be historically based for you, but that's not necessarily predictive of the future. Yeah, of um, course, of course, of course. Yeah, And, yeah. and so- uh, and I think I I probably had a therapist say that to me. You know that like That's, it sounds very therapist. Yeah, yeah. That that just because, uh, you know, just because other people are naive for being optimistic doesn't mean being optimistic is inherently naive. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and that you're uh, somehow more knowing because you aren't that way and you call them out on it. Right. That, yeah. That, yeah and, that, which is the great comfort blanket that cynicism offers is that yes. Yeah. Um, and I think I've. I've probably quoted this before, but the um, uh, uh, the optimist thinks everything good except the pessimist, and the pessimist yeah. thinks everything bad except himself. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very much Chesterton. It. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's that's you know very much apt, and and you know you you have to think that that's a push and pull that exists in a place like Outpost Zero. You know, right? When you well, are it's, a- it's it's basically yeah. The, the the cynic would say, "Look, here are the facts." We are in a finite bubble yeah. in an infinite frost. Yeah. And like we have no way to terraform this planet. We have no way off of this planet. Yeah. Our days are numbered and we don't even really know. And any storm could come break the bubble faster yeah. than we think it could. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, was interesting that that existential threat was posed and resolved without it really impacting the story. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, if that had like, been lifted, would it have made a difference other than like helping us feel acquainted with how fragile their lives are? Uh, yeah, I, I think that was. It, it, it's all about the kind of story that maybe the reader is expecting versus the one they're actually telling. You yes. know, okay, and I yeah. think I think, you, and I don't you have would, a problem with it to be clear. Oh, oh yeah, I, no, I, 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 I don't thought know, it was valuable. I think initially you you would start think you would think that oh, it's a story about survival. And and what's going to happen here? And it's actually not about that. It's actually about um, that's just a problem for them to solve. And it's basically how do they deal with problems as a society, as this this outpost, this this colony? How do they come together and and make decisions about the future? And it's more about it's almost more about a, a, a bureaucratic sense than the actual the actual threat of the ice breaking the dome. It's more just how do we solve problems when they happen? How do we deal with things? Um, how do we survive? Not this specific thing, just in general, because that became the theme for the whole book. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. It seemed like it would be a, a bigger deal where that larger threat was something that would hang over it. But again, that, that wasn't the story they were trying to tell. And us as the reader have to have to recognize. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, a, a great book. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with four and a half stars for this one. And there was no there was no weak point lull in this series, which I think well, that's the advantage of keeping it tight. And I, and I, I, I think, I think I'd probably, I'd probably put it like a four. Um, I would, I think I would, I put it at a four for that reason there, there, there was nothing extraneous. There are things that are left unresolved. Some that I don't mind, some that I do mind, which I think is the score that I have. Why it's a four. The reason it's not a three and a half for me, I think because I like the efficient storytelling. We, we kept talking about the idea of they didn't use some of those storytelling crutches like flashbacks and narration boxes and things like that. You know, there's no one narrating the story from an omniscient or or semi-omniscient point of view. We're learning everything as our main characters are learning them. You know, we're getting the same information that they have. We're not ahead of them. Um, they're not withholding things from us for the most part. And so I, I like the efficiency of the story, even though we don't get to what I believe is the actual full end that they wanted to get to. Um, so yeah, I think that's why I, I put it at a four, a, a little bit lower than you, but it's a book that I, I enjoy. Um, again, I think it's a book that I can just flip through and not read. Um, nothing against Sean Kelly McKeever, but I, I, I love Alexander Fenke's art so much. I love his character design. Um, it's a, uh, there's a, there's a cleanliness to his style that, that appeals to me. And, artists that are like him that work in that similar vein that I, I would probably group um, in a, in, in, in a like manner. So uh, I love his art and, and it, it's a book I can, I can revisit for that. Cause I, I, I like to see what, what he has done um, just on the page. I think it's cool to look at. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's one of the recurring themes of our podcast is a lot of times the benchmark for you of a book we select is one that you're willing to return to even without having to reread it. Yes. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, if you're willing, <laughs> if, if it brings you joy to pull out the issues and flip through them and, you yeah. know, yeah. relive the moments. Yeah. Um, and, and some, and sometimes that's, that's rereading every word again. And sometimes that's ignoring the words and just looking at the, the art. Sometimes it's both. Yeah. For, for, for me, that is, that's the benchmark of, uh, of, uh, of a quality book. One that I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to, and I'm I'm always going to have on hand because at some point I'll, I'll just feel an urge and a drive to be like, you know, I'm going to pull that back out again. I'm, I'm going to go through that again because I liked what that experience was. That was a worthwhile experience. Yeah. Um, well, that is all I have to say about this book. Can't recommend it enough. Obviously, if you're at the end of this episode, hopefully you've read the whole thing and you agree. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this is a great one now in the complete collection, uh, $17.99. I mean, there is no better deal in comics than 18 bucks for 14 issues. And uh, I think this is a great gift. Uh, the size of it, I think, is not daunting to a non-comic reader. This Definitely. is absolutely a book I would recommend to someone who has never read a comic or someone who's never read a non-superhero comic. Uh, I think the storytelling is clean and straightforward. The characters are compelling and interesting. Yeah. And it doesn't go on forever and ever like some and, and I think I think definitely if you have um a younger reader in your life, someone in that in that early teen range who may or may not may be interested in, in reading 
uh, 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 comics, maybe someone who is is already reading comics, but but um, you know, maybe they're maybe they they focus mostly on on manga, or they only have superhero reading. You know, maybe they, you know they 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 right. And I think the this is, movies and they want that. This is this a is little a, more think, substantial. Yeah, but substance but it, wise, while still being be, just as entertaining. It could be a gateway. Like if, if you've got a, a a 12, 13 year old kid who's super into the Marvel comics or or or, or DC or whatnot, and they only read superhero stuff. I think a book like this is, is could be a good gateway into the non superhero world. And you mentioned that as well for an older reader. I think for for that that YA audience, that middle grade audience, I think this is a kind of book that they can be presented and and it can help onboard them into other types of comic storytelling other types of characters, other types of environments, other types of worlds, other types of themes um, that they can start addressing um, and know that there's, there's more stories out there in the comic form that they could be, they could be reading and, and they could be introduced to. Uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a book that works great for that. Yeah. Um, so it, basically we can't recommend it any more highly than we already have. And hopefully you can recommend it to people. I think it's a great gift to buy under $20, even a white elephant at Christmas, you know, $20 sure. limit, never know what to buy, buy them a comic book and, uh, and stick a little note in there that says, listen to the story darks podcast as you go. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening. Please like, uh, and share and, uh, share with a friend, not just the books, but the podcast. And you can find us as always on Twitter at storied arcs, Instagram at storied arcs. And as always at storiedarks.com. And we will see you next time for our next book and perhaps even a special interview to follow up this series. Uh, Still in the works, but we're, yeah, fingers crossed as we say that. Uh, Anyway, thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. Peace.